Hey, welcome to Hallmark Hall of Shame. Hi. I'm Elena. Hi, Elena. Nice to meet you, <laughs> Janet. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, I'm Janet. Yeah. And we, Janet and Elena, just watched The Royal Matchmaker. Sure did. Or A Royal Matchmaker, A Royal Matchmaker. Spoiler, it's a Hallmark movie. <laughs> yeah, that's our, what our podcast is. That's what we do. Watch them, chat them up. <laughs> Elena's sick. Yeah. Um, so Hallmark's doing a bunch of royal movies this spring mm-hmm. in... Um, anticipation of the royal wedding yeah it's kind of funny of course all of the royalty though are from um fictional european countries mm-hmm. that have british accents they have british accents even though they're more like they all just seem to be in the alps yeah. and and maybe like the size of a city block <laughs> yeah yeah there was one that we didn't watch uh, where James... We tried. We tried, although I watched it later, okay. but I fell asleep through half of it. James Brolin finds out he's the king of Mor- Morovia or whatever. Mm, and this was Valdavia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's some, like, AI algorithm that'll just spit out these country names for them. Yeah. Um, but here's my question. Okay. In about a month, mm-hmm. Lifetime is doing a fictionalized version of Harry and Meghan's romance. Oh. It's called When... I don't know what it's called. It's like called Harry and Meghan, a romance oh. or something. Okay. I was excited for what they were going to name it. Like <laughs> no. an American princess. No. Um, so that's coming out in May, I think right before the wedding. Okay. Are, are we going to, should we do that one? And go Lifetime? Go Lifetime? Whoa. Here's, I mean, I'm going to watch it. I feel like you put me on the spot having this be a recorded conversation. I'm, <laughs> that I can edit however I please? Yeah. Should we watch Elena? It's Elena's fault we're not then, watching it. And then you just hear Elena go, yes, Janet. <laughs> Let's watch it. Yep. Perfect. <laughs> I want to. Um, I'm asking That's the listeners. That's not li- talking anyway, so. I'm asking the listeners. Do they oh. want us to go lifetime? Nice. We probably will. Um, <laughs> yeah. Comment on our podcast on iTunes. Say how much you love it and then say if you want us to do. Yeah. JK, whatever. Do John. Dude, just let us know. Do what you want to want. You can find us on all, all the medias and tell us. Um, tweet so, it. Tweet it. So we just watched Royal Matchmaker. Yeah, Janet. I like this one. Me too. And I wasn't... I wasn't thinking I was gonna. Okay. I thought they were gonna lay down the cheese super hard. Uh-huh. And... From the description, I thought it was going to be totally different than what it was. And I was more into what I thought the description was. Yeah. Anyway. I'm, I, I liked it. Me too. So, it's your turn yeah. to describe the plot in 30 seconds. Okay. Are you up to it? 
Yeah, I'm a little under the weather, but I love a challenge. All right. So without that calculator. <laughs> <laughs> Here I go. Okay. Whatever. Okay. Here, I'm, I'm getting up to the starting line, and Pistol is out. <sighs> Her butt's in the air. Um, the king of a small fake country wants his son <laughs> to get married by the time of the... 30th anniversary of his kingly reign. Um, the son loves adventure sports and <laughs> hasn't really settled down in life. So he enlists the help of a woman who worked at a uh, matchmaking firm in New York and has since started her own spin-off startup company. She tries to help him find a match and realizes she's the match and falls in love with him. Boom, I'm out. Bye. Okay. That was, uh, 35. You should have cut me off. I love that. Sort of like how this movie cut us off at the end. We'll talk about that later. Um, so, yeah, I think we both agreed. The woman who played the matchmaker... Is an amazing amalgamation. Yes. Of humans. Yes. Rachel McAdams. Her she has the voice of Rachel McAdams. Literally like, like literally if you told me Rachel McAdams had dubbed this movie, I would believe you. Yes. There would be no second that belied that yeah. claim. That was amazing. Who else? I think that she looks like Mary Tyler Moore. Yeah. I thought she looked a little bit like Meghan Markle. Huh. She sort of has the same... Caps? Eyes. Oh. Caps. Like teeth. Oh. Like <laughs> hats? <laughs> Baseball caps? No. Um, but Jen, she was just really good. Yeah. She was so charming. Mm-hmm. Which made me think several times, I wondered if she was ad-libbing. Because she just seems so natural and adorable and wonderful. Yeah. Here's another thing I learned. I looked, because I don't recognize her, but I looked her up and she was on One Tree Hill for many, many seasons. Um, And my other fave Hallmark heroine, Hilary Burton, was also on One Tree Hill for many, many seasons. Maybe we should watch that show. Maybe we should watch One Tree Hill. I'm like, yeah. do they have a casting director who just really has an eye for, like, bubbly, charming women? <laughs> Sounds like it. Maybe. Yeah. Listen. I, welcome to our One Tree Hill podcast. <laughs> Soon to come. I really loved her throughout this. I wish that you could have seen the monarchy instantly be smitten with her. Mm-hmm. Because, like, when she's... You see her be, like, uncomfortable with the rules of meeting with the king when she first gets there. Yeah. And I feel like she, her character is someone who just, like, immediately unlocks people's doors to their hearts and they all just open up to her. And I wish I, we had seen that in even within there. But I get that they want that Pride and Prejudice vibe between the prince, which... Okay, we get it. Speaking of... Yeah. 
Pride and Prejudice. Yeah, speak about it, girl. <laughs> there was speak. this line. Uh, when, when they're establishing her life, because she's from New York, when they're showing her in New York, going about her matchmaking business, very successful, and then she, like, rushes home one night, gets into her jams, and then is, like, running over to bed, picks up a book, says Jane Austen on the cover in, like, gold leaf. Yeah. And then she goes, all right, where did we leave off? Uh-huh. And then you hear, like, the voiceover, her inner monologue being, like, it is a truth universally acknowledged that a single man in possession of a good fortune must be in want of a wife. Which is, as we all know... We all know this! The first line of Pride and Prejudice. So where did you leave off, honey? The beginning. Yeah, you read the title page (laughs) and then went to sleep. Where did we leave off? We didn't start this book. Yeah, right after chapter one. is where The the big number one is where we left off. I read the the copyright page. Unless, like, she reads it every night or she just reads through it and then starts over. But yeah, that was... Funny. Or if it was an anthology and she just finished Emma. <laughs> yeah. But also, it, it would have been so easy to just change that line to be like, all right, time for Jane or something. Where did we leave off? <laughs> yes. Just don't say that. Just don't say that. It or anything. just use any other line in Pride and Prejudice. Or just, yeah, just don't say anything before you start reading it. Yeah. Just like, finally, me time was like telegraphed through her like running to bed at the beginning of the book. You didn't even need that line. Yeah. Badly done. But we it was did find badly it done, Emma. Um nice. <laughs> thanks. Thanks, 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 thanks. Uh but she I don't know. I thought she was great. Yeah. So she and her assistant are hired by the king to find a wife for his son in four weeks but the the goalpost kind of kept changing because at first he was like I need him to introduce somebody at the royal jubilee that is a potential wife like it didn't even sound like these people have to get engaged it was more just like put him in a stable relationship in four weeks with a worthy wife like somebody of you know the right parentage yeah and then by the end he was like are you ready to propose she the love of your life i was like when did we get here honey i don't i don't know what gave me the impression but i always thought it was looking for that ring i don't i feel like that was like the maybe that was the synopsis of the show before we started it yeah anyway i think i I always had that in my head that he was like proposing to this lady yeah after two dates um you know bachelor style (laughs) exactly so Brittany and kate arrive in voldovia by train Mm -hmm. which bothered me yeah is it that they took a train from the airport or there's no airport in the entire country and they had to train in 
Maybe, but if so, um, like, if you're hired by the king, I feel like they either fly you yeah. private or they <laughs> pick you up at the nearest airport no matter where it is. Okay, yeah. Anyway. Fair. So they meet the king who, let me say, is one of two men in this movie that I found more attractive than the prince. I don't disagree. <laughs> Listen, guys, this king is a widower, and... He's a silver fox. He's very Um, handsome. But very old for us. Yeah. I'm judging you just myself. (laughs) If you want to go for it with the king... I'll be the queen of Voldovia. I will be your flower girl. I'll go to one of those really sparsely attended royal parties. Yeah. (laughs) And the formal wear was good. Except for the main characters, of course. Of course. Of course. Of course. All of the background actors had great dresses. Except for the one with the sleeves that was, I think, homeschooled. I never saw her. Yeah, you missed, missed it when you said it. Um, the king was very handsome. And so was the prince's valet. Yeah. Real handsome. Sure. Yeah. Not not disagreeing with you. This is a problem I have. I feel like this happens a lot when the main character, like the main male love interest in a movie is supposed to be a prince. Is that there's this weird other parameter of like royal handsomeness that is not handsome. Because they've all been inbred. Yeah. They all have like that, like... Lots of hair combed back. Yeah. And sort of like a very, very clean shaven. <laughs> potato. Unless they're in a photo. <laughs> Which is one of my favorite moments of the whole movie. For sure. She pulls out a photograph and is like, oh, someone snapped this of you doing charity work in another country. Whips out this photo, and not something on her phone or a tablet, like an actual photo, but it is him with an obviously photoshopped beard. Yeah. And we both started laughing immediately. It's very poorly done. It's so bad! And (laughs) and the whole thing was that it was like, he was building houses in, I forget if they said what country it was. They did, I don't remember though. Like, Ghana? Um... Anyway, he's like on a like humanity. <laughs> I don't know. That's what's in my head. You I don't, don't know. Have to guess the country. <laughs> you just let it go. I think that might have been what they said. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so it's a photo of him building houses, or he's with the he, yeah, group of group of children. But so he's has a beard, presumably because he's you know not been in the palace shaving. But the beard literally outlines his face. It's like an Amish beard. So there's no mustache and there's no hair on his cheeks. I think there was a mustache. Was there? Yeah. And it was bad. Because it looked to me, it literally looks like you just took a marker and like squiggled around his face. Yeah. Like it looks like. It was so bad. (laughs) Looks like I could have done it. 
It is a truth universally acknowledged that it was a poorly done it beard. It was really, really bad. Yeah. I'm surprised they kept it in. Like, And they could have just referenced it without showing it. Or just been like, you know what, that looks terrible. He can just be clean shaven in this photo. Yeah, or just have her hold up the photo mm-hmm. and never show us. Yeah. Do we don't have to see it? It was, it was really... It's not going to be that bad we don't have to see it. It was really embarrassing. And secondarily, I invite you to look at the IMDb page for this movie. The actor... I'm going to show Elena right now. Okay. The actor who played the prince has a beard in his IMDb photo. Oh, that's oh. not it. And you won't, you won't believe how good he looks. <laughs> and you're like, where was this guy? Oh. Right? Yeah. Like, I mean, hey, I like Shadow and messy hair. You're doing okay. One way ticket to Voldovia, please. <laughs> he, looks, he looks great. Yeah, you don't need to slick back your hair. Listen, uh, what's your name? And she's only got four weeks to fall in love. Will Kemp. Um, yeah, and they're like, all right, to make him a prince, let's shave that face, put lots of powder on it, make all of his hair go straight up and then straight back. Right. And, ugh, nope. Yeah. It's too bad. It's a bummer. It was a disservice to Mr. Kemp. Yes, we recognize that you are a more attractive man than this princedom <laughs> led us to believe. Somebody took those headshots and did a great job. Way to go. Way to go, Lonnie. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, great stuff. So, uh, yeah, so <clears throat> they set up they set up a little war room of matchmaking within the castle. Yeah. There's a map of the world <laughs> on the wall with headshots of women around it. Yeah. And then, like, post-its all over it with women's names. It's very funny. It's, it's Julie in Moscow. Julie in Moscow. <laughs> Yeah, and they end up finding Petra. Petra Petrovich. Not a trace of an accent on that girl. No. Um, and she's lovely. She's great. And so at the end of the movie, there's this dilemma of does he propose to Petra, or does he, oh, does he suddenly have butterflies for the matchmaker who was run off to the train station? What's going to happen? Don't worry, the king goes to the train station to stop her, brings her in in the worst dress in the, in the ballroom, mm-hmm. um, and then he proposes without them ever acknowledging that they even like each other. Yeah. He just proposes. Yeah. Ballsy. I'm glad it works out for them. I feel like he should have just said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait on this. Yeah. Because I think he could have fallen in love with Petra. Mm-hmm. I don't think he had enough time to fill that out. No, I mean... She was wonderful. Yeah. And she she sort of, like, preemptively broke up with him because she's like, well, at this whole ball, you keep looking around for Kate. 
Right. It's like, yeah, well, I've known her for two weeks, and I've known you for one. Right. It's like... <laughs> right. It's not... How about just don't propose to either of them? That's what I think. I think he should have waited, and I think he should have given Petra more time. Yeah. Um, I was also... I mean, this is a very small knit to pick okay. in a in a movie that's not Those you know dedicated to realism but she Kate realizes that she's in love with the prince and that he she thinks he's in love with Petra so she's like well oh well so when everybody's at this royal jubilee ball she like you said sneaks out to go to the train station to leave mm-hmm. she's like I can't bear it but she had been hired by the king I don't think you're allowed to, like, sneak out. You know? Like, she's so... (laughs) She's sort of still contracted by the king. I mean, it's not her king. Like, she can invite his wrath. But I just was like, no, I mean, these are pretty high-profile clients. And and also, like, she keeps saying throughout the whole thing, like... Or not throughout the whole thing, but they're like, um, you know, if we successfully find a match for this prince, like it's, it'll, they'll just like make our business forever. Like right. it'll be a great feather in their cap. It's like you don't want to, you know, make the yeah, king make the king company. mad. So he he's gonna write you a great Yelp review. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that she's been a trooper. Even after realizing that she loves him. I think she could have done it for one more day. Yeah. Especially because they've only known each other two weeks. Yeah. If this had been, like, years, okay, I get why you had to suddenly leave and go to the train station. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because originally she has four weeks from when he hires her to the ball. But that's when she's still in New York. So, right. yeah, they've known each other less than, I mean, less than four weeks. That being said, I still really like the movie. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I like her moments where she, like, realizes she likes him, and then she's like, well, shit. Like, I know. It's so cute. It's very real. cute. Uh, she has a great line. I wrote it down. Um... When she's talking to her assistant, Brittany, who obviously, like, sniffs out first that she likes him. And she's like, you like him. And they're sitting in their, like, suite in the palace. Um, and uh, Kate gets very flustered. Is like, no, no, I can't, I can't like him. He's a prince or whatever. And then she's like, she's like, I need to go. There shouldn't be fireplaces in rooms. It's very hot. Yeah, <laughs> and then, like, storms day. out. <laughs> it was adorable. It was very adorable. Sad in bed. Yeah. The next day too. That all felt like, yeah, you're having a rough time. Like I believe that. Yeah, I I wanted to be friends with her. Yeah. She seemed really great. I swear, just like Hillary Burton. I don't know exactly who that is. I really. She's my fave. Okay, the Brittany, the assistant as well. Yeah. And I really thought that she was going to have the B story with the valet. Yeah. And it surprised me that she didn't. Mm-hmm. I'm still surprised by it. And they sort of hint at it. Yeah, right? Because the valet is very nice, and as I said, 
very handsome. And when they first meet him, he's sort of, like, talking more to Brittany. And they're sort of, like, bonding, and he's helping her. And you're kind of like, oh, yeah, these two. Yeah. And then she goes up to him and is like, I need to work with you to get more information on the prince. That whole setup. And he was like, fine, we can talk. And then he left. (laughs) (laughs) Which is real weird. Yeah. I thought that was going to be right now. And then, then, then that's the thing, is that the, you never get that scene. And then later she's like, well, here's all this helpful information that mm-hmm. the valet gave me. And you're like, oh, so that just happened? And then they yeah. set him up instead with this woman who runs the community center, who mm-hmm. he had gone to school with. Right. And then, whatever. Um, which, when they first ran into each other again... And they, rec- they recognize each other immediately. He introduces this woman to the group and was like, she was most likely to succeed in our class. Um, <laughs> and then he goes, I was more of a late bloomer. She goes, well, better late than never. Which <laughs> is not nice. It's not. Because it is saying like, oh, yeah, no, you did not bloom. No, you were terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Agree that you had no redeeming qualities at the time. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if I was running into someone that I was like, oh, I'm now attracted to you, I wouldn't lead with that one. Yeah. Yeah. Brother, go back to Brittany. Handsome widower. You're like, well, you'll do. Maybe she was nagging him. Maybe that's how they do sarcasm in Waldovia. Poorly. Um, that woman also, depending on the scene, appeared to be 5 to 15 years older than him. Yeah. Although they supposedly went to school together. Mm-hmm. If She was a teacher. Yeah. <laughs> if they had said that she was his teacher, you'd be like, yep, makes sense. No. But then in other scenes, well, I think she literally got a haircut while they were filming. And that helped. The haircut helped. Because at the ball, she looked, her hair was much shorter and more like sculpted around the back yeah she looked very nice yeah they had a weird kiss in the middle of the prince's speech that i did not i did not like at all <laughs> at all funny. this ball though yes tell me all about the ball it just <laughs> i mean <laughs> it's just the same Problems I have with every party, but... Every Hallmark party? Yeah, every every party. Every every Hallmark party. The whole thing is building up to this. They talk about it all the time, the Royal Jubilee Ball. And then no one comes. There's, I mean, it's a small function room. Mm -hmm. It probably would fit 100 to 150 people standing. They've got about 45 people in there. So every time... The king or the prince makes a speech. All the people line the outside of the room, like in a weird single file line. Yeah. And it's it's almost they're like, okay, well, if we have you sprinkled around the room, it's going to be too obvious. <laughs> There's not that many people. So we're going to put you single file around the edge and make it look like that's what you do. It was just so strange. Yeah. And then, but then there were tables in the room and each table had like one person at it. It was like, the king was at one, Petra was at one, Brittany was at one. It's just like, no, no, no. Also, at one point, the prince is giving a speech, Mm -hmm. 
but only to the press. And there are like 10 people there. Because, <laughs> because I, I mean, who knows how big Voldovia is, but I was like, is the prince like making a speech not a big deal? Does nobody show up to that? And then when he finishes the speech, which is really just, he's unveiling a statue and saying like, the arts were important to my mom and they're also important to me and yay, the arts. Everybody just walks away. Like nobody like clamors to talk to him after. It's like, this is very. Yeah. Yeah. The crowd work is very awkward. (laughs) Definitely awkward. Um, I do think that the interior shots of the castle though were very nice. Yeah, I wonder where it was. It was a beautiful yeah. space. What is this noise? Oh, that's radiator? my radiator. Clickety, clickety, clickety. Sorry if you can hear that, listeners. It's like Doesn't a, it usually make that noise. It's like the, the toe tap in White Christmas in the middle of Mandy. Yeah. <laughs> the toe tap. Or no, in the middle of uh, choreography. Yeah. Toe tap where you're like, that woman needs to eat a cheeseburger. Oh. Um, there was, though, a funny part. So the king goes to the train station to prevent Kate from leaving, which is so insane. Yeah. But when he arrives at the train station and walks <laughs> out onto the platform, there is a funny moment where, like, this family of four sees him. They're like, oh, and, like, bow. <laughs> And it was just adorable. But I was like, what if that had just been happening the whole movie? It would have been so... Charming. Charming. Yeah. People are always like, Prince. Oh. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Overall, though, real fun ride. Real fun. There was some bowing bowing and curtsying humor when she first met the prince. Because she had to learn all these rules about dealing with royals. And basically, she's talking to the prince the first time they meet, and then he, like, bows at her, which I guess means you're dismissed, but she doesn't get it, like, the first few times, and so she keeps being, like, sort of bowing back, and then finally she's like, oh, oh, and then she gets up, but then she does one of those awkward curtsies, like, as she walks away, that's, and then he's like, leave the china, because she meant it, she almost took her teacup. Oh. What a trip. Just, what an adorable pair. Yeah. So, yeah. no, yeah, watch the movie. Yeah, guys, we're on board. I was, yeah, I had, I was not expecting it to be a good one. No. <laughs> I was definitely not. <laughs> Slim Pickens this week. But it was, uh, I liked it. Bethany Joy Lens. And then I looked up, and she was in one of the Christmas movies that we didn't watch. And I'm now I'm sad that we didn't, because I, I bet she's great. I mean, we just couldn't fit them all in. There were no. We had a good way run. Way too many. And Hallmark is coming out with 34 this year. Yep. Yeah. We're ready. Bring them on. Ready, Hallmark. Um, listen, should we Hall of Famous Hall of Shaman? Yeah, we should have her. Definitely. Alright, Hall of Shame for me was the Skype ambush. Yes. So at the very beginning, the assistant Brittany is fielding all of the questions from Voldoveronia. 
And she comes in and is like, oh, Kate, I think I've found our next match. Plops the computer in front of her, and she is on Skype with the king. Yeah. She did not set her up for that at all. Yeah. Man. In what world does that work? Not okay. You're fired, Brittany. Yeah, Britt! And... You text. You put, she, you put that on pause and you say what's about to happen. Also, when she walked in, her <clears throat> laptop was fully closed. Yeah. She put it down and opened it, which I don't think a Skype call would have kept going while no. you, if your laptop was closed. But it also meant that she had the opportunity to be like, dude's the king of Aldovia. Yeah. He's on Skype. He wants to hire you. Yeah, really bad. Uh-huh. 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 <laughs> That's terrible. That's my hell of shame. My hell of shame, and this is boring, but when they're narrowing down their field of women, okay. she says that she interviews the top ten, and then he meets the top three. She held those interviews at the palace. That's a horrible idea. Sure. Yeah, I should go to the train station. The train station, any sort of neutral ground... <laughs> Like, it just makes it, it's a PR nightmare. Yeah. I don't know. I just thought when they were like, when they kept showing her doing the interviews there, I was like, no, no, no. No, no, no. But they had all those great interior shots. Yeah. Them, yeah. They were like, they why would why we go tempted. anywhere right. else? Yeah. Also, like, should, was she telling them that it was the principal Dovia that they were being matched with? Like. I think so. Wouldn't you keep it anonymous to a certain point? I don't think you can. All right. Because they have titles, too, they have to worry about. Yeah. They can't just be set up with some any old Joe Schmo. Okay. Anyway, it's not a great Hall of Shame, but there it is. Deal. Deal. All right, Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. (laughs) Huh. I mean... I'm going to give it to the interior shots of the castle. All right. I think they were real great. And even the exterior b-roll. I think they really handled that castle well. I was expecting it to be a lot more obviously faked. Yeah. But the location, I think, was really, really great. Yeah, I wonder what it was. I do, too. Because it was beautiful. Um, My Hall of Fame, well, I did, I did love a lot of the clothes. Yeah. Obviously, except for Kate's final ball gown. Oh, man. How did they Maybe do that? Maybe that? that should be our hall of shame, really. Deal. She's wearing, like, strapless... Bubblegum pink. Bubblegum pink, like, princess Bubble skirt gum. ball gown that needs to be hoiked up. Hoiked? It's... <laughs> it's... It's not good. It has, like, a red sash, doesn't it? Yeah. It has, like, a sash around the waist that sort of matches but isn't it just it's very juvenile yeah and uh yeah and then she was wearing like elbow above the elbow white gloves for really no reason (laughs) and like no makeup yeah well she had just returned from the train station yeah but if you can put that dress on it's true put on a red lip and there's a ton of like servants around yeah lots of people at the castle and yeah so she had 
I thought that neckline of that dress without a necklace or big earrings was a mistake. It was very, it was too much, what's the, what's the word? Skin. Clavicle. Yeah. Collarbone. That whole area, too much. Yeah. Okay. So my Hall of Fame, okay. um, just a delightful little moment, mm -hmm. because when they first are introduced to Victor, he introduces himself as the prince's valet. And then later, uh, Kate calls him the valet. Yeah. And then at one point, Kate and Brittany are talking, and they're like, well, because the prince is being uncooperative. And one of them's like, maybe we can get help from the valet. And the other one goes, valet? And they're both like, oh. <laughs> and it was, <laughs> and then really they kind of go back and forth. Between, it was very real. And it, yeah, it was almost like the writers were like, we don't know which one it is, so we're going to have our characters point out that they don't know which one it is, and then just use them add like, which, whichever yeah. one we want in any given moment. I just, it was, it was really, really cute. It's really adorable. <laughs> yeah. And I think because of those two, we passed the Bechdel test on this one. Yeah. Which is great. Another Hall of Fame runner-up was that the assistant was would seem to be very great. Yeah. She was great. Or they showed her being great at her job a lot. Mm -hmm. A lot of times the assistant is just there for exposition. Yeah. But they managed to give her a lot of Yeah, they made them very stuff. yin -yang. Yeah, was she like, was the analytical one. And Kate went with, like, her gut. Yeah. She could really read people. Yeah. And they both really respected what the other one brought to the team. Which mm -hmm. was really cool. Yeah. Like us. Yeah. Wait, which one of which one of us is the analytical one? Probably you. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I just... And neither of us know how to pronounce ballet or ballet. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Let's never figure it out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, like the man. moment where the prince meets Petra for the first time. And then as she's leaving, you just hear a little bit of their conversation over her. And he's like, uh, red or white wine? And she goes, red. He goes, good choice. <laughs> as though she's chosen a wine. But she hasn't. She's just picked a color. So I'm assuming that in that country, they only have two brands, yeah. two vineyards. One makes only red, one makes only white. See, I jived with that because I really like red wine, mm -hmm. and I really don't like white wine. So if somebody's like, I brought white wine, I'm always like very secretly disappointed. <laughs> and so... So if any time somebody's like, oh, I brought red wine, I'll always be like, oh, good. And I will, like, it's relief is what it is. So yeah, maybe that person has already chosen the bottle. This is him. They're about to order it. Yeah. And he's like, which wine do you want? And all she right. gets is a color. And that's funny to me. <laughs> right. But maybe he's being like, oh, good, we both hate white wine. Because that's what I would have felt in that situation. Gotcha. I guess he could have drunk whatever he wanted. Yeah. Even, but if she was drinking white wine, 
Yeah, and if there had been more conversation afterward, like, great, which red should we choose? (laughs) That would have made sense. But the fact that the conversation ended with, yeah, let's take the red one. Great choice. Great choice. That's what we'll have. That's why it's funny. Red wine. That's all that's needed. (sighs) Your Highness, have you chosen? We'll take the table red. Cuckoo-cuckoo. And they were, like, in the palace or no. something? They were in, like, a pub. But that was... I was confused because it looked like a pub. But then Petra was like, when I heard dinner at the palace, I expected expected something stuffy. I'm like, are you not at the palace? Where are you? I thought that meant that once she got to the palace, they redirected her. They're like, or, like, drove pub. her over. Yeah. But, yeah, it's confusing. Who knows? Now, these... Plebes. We don't know. Royal dinner. I don't know where they were. Yeah. Um, the royal matchmaker. Good times. It found love for me. <laughs> no, it didn't. Did it? <laughs> oh, here's what else happened. Okay. We were watching the movie... Uh, the prince and Kate start dancing at the end, and then my DVR cut off the movie. <laughs> clearly not at the end of the movie. Yeah, there was clearly one more line that was going to be spoken. And we had to guess what it was, or huh. would have been. Yeah. Elena? They talk a lot about butterflies. Um, like, the, the way you know if you're in love is if you have butterflies, which I think is not true. It's not. It's not true. Um, so I think that the final line is, let's name our firstborn Annette, because she will have caught all these butterflies. <laughs> I mean, it's something terrible. We know that. We just don't know what it is, but it will be something terrible. And I would like to think that Kate said... I think he said, do you have butterflies? And she said, I have the best butterfly of all. A monarch butterfly. (laughs) (laughs) I love that you made it even worse. Like, if it had just been like, monarch butterflies? Great. Boom, we out. But to be like, the best of all. A monarch butterfly. (laughs) Well, how would she have just said... Monarch butterflies, and then without any lead in, they're just dancing, and she just goes, Monarch butterflies. No, and he was like, Do you have butterflies? And she said, Monarch butterflies. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that's better. But to <laughs> the best of all, the king of butterflies. Monarch butterflies. Oh my gosh, it kills me. It kills me. That's what this movie should have been named. Yes. Monarch butterflies. Hallmark, once again, we're better than you. Free advice. Man. But not for long. Soon, you're going to have to pay. <laughs> it sounded like I was going to kill him. <laughs> it's your Sorry. Well, we know who the serial killer is in this one. It Elena. was me. There was a scene, well, when they're all at the ball and Kate's not there, and they're all looking around to be like, where's Kate? It was shot as if they were all spies. Yeah. Like, it would, like, focus in on one of them. 
who would then turn around and look at somebody else who then would would pull into focus and it was all like do you guys have a secret plan are you about to assassinate somebody Petra looks at Brittany who looks at the king who looks at the prince who looks at Brittany it's just like it was (laughs) it got really weird all you need is a different soundtrack. And then the, movie, yeah. Movie. And then the king just gets up and leaves his own royal jubilee to go to the to go kill someone train station to oh, kill right, Kate. Right. Oh, oh, your highness. Oh, 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 oh. 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 Yeah. Great times. Good old Thank you for joining us. Yeah. On Hallmark Hall of Shame. Now go out there and catch your own monarch butterflies. Pin it to a piece of felt. Kill it. <laughs> I don't know. Just, <laughs> what? <laughs> just like cough, laughed, and then drooled. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. Let's put this one to bed. <laughs> Good night. Good night. <laughs>